Love some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. All right, friends, it's election season. I know we haven't even gotten to Colorado yet, but it seems like this is a one-horse race in the primary, but there are so many other races happening. And as you know, the Centennial Institute is a nonprofit 501c3 organization affiliated with Colorado Christian University, so we don't get involved in picking candidates. Are we going to pick this one, that one, who's better, that one's better, but, but, We can talk about issues all day and a great voter guide for you to be able to explore candidates based upon issues from the very top all the way down to your local races, all those types of details to really understand how your candidates vote on issues related to Christian conservative values. You got to visit iVoterGuide.com iVoterGuide.com, and we are honored to have on the show with us today the president of iVoterGuide, Debbie Wuthnow, who is going to provide us a little insight on how you can utilize these voter guides for your churches, for your neighborhoods, for your friends, in a nonpartisan way, right? It's not, it's not just a purely Republican or Democrat voter guide. It helps you understand the issues related to each candidate so you can make an informed decision this election season. Debbie, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, Debbie, let's give a background on iVoterGuide. When did this start, its connection with American Family Association, and ultimately what you all are aiming to do? That's a big question. Okay, I'll start with where we began, which is in Texas in 2008, there was a, uh, a lobbyist, basically, somebody who was with one of the family policy councils working with the Texas legislature trying to get pro-family limited government bills passed. And he had this, moment, this light bulb moment, I guess, of, you know, I know most of these legislators, but I don't think I voted an intelligent ballot from the top of the ticket to the bottom of the ticket ever. Hmm. And so he undertook to research all of the candidates. He lived in Dallas, so Dallas County. And he uh, gathered it, it, on paper, granted, this is like Internet's pretty new, <laughs> on paper, who gave them each candidate, who gave them money, who did they give money to, so we had their campaign finance data. If they had served in the Texas legislature or in Congress, he gathered scorecards, which are you know, different uh, ideological groups that score legislators on how they vote on the bills that relate to their issues. So he went to, you know, pro-life groups, gun rights groups. He went to the human rights campaign. I mean, both sides of the aisle gathered, how, you know, those scorecards together. He, he figured out and made a list of who would endorse them. He sent every candidate a survey so that he, they could say what, you know, what they felt on the various issues that he was going to evaluate the candidates on. And then he gathered around his conference table uh, a set of friends. Uh, one of them being, uh, you know, some you would recognize the names if I said that. We we keep our panelists confidential, but it's leaders in the conservative movement. And he filled a four-inch binder with information on all those candidates. Gave a binder to each of those people. They talked about each candidate, and they gave him a grade. Then they printed this voter guide and passed it out in church. Well, on a parallel thread, I call I voter guide a tapestry. So Richard was the first thread. The other one was a guy who was an IBM retired programmer 
who had run for his local school board, very involved politically, and uh, God gave him the idea of doing a voter guide, but to do it on the Internet. You know, before then, everything was like the Christian Coalition right. magazines or things that came out, pieces of paper with the candidates. He said, I can do it on the Internet. But he said, he said but I don't know how to do a voter guide. So God really caused Jim and Richard's paths to cross through a, a mutual friend. Jim called Richard and told him his idea, and Richard says, held up that four-inch binder of paper and said, you mean you can put this on the Internet <laughs> and people can access it? And Jim said, yeah. So it began in Texas, 2008. They covered uh, five of the largest counties, every candidate from the top of the ticket down to the bottom of the ticket. I mean, talking justice of the peace. And they did that in Texas for two cycles as they're like defining how it all works, kind of setting up the system. And then they realized, you know, Texas is not doing too bad, but the rest of the nation needs help. So it was after that election um, in preparation for the 2012 election was the first one where iVoterGuide was nationwide. Uh, so they went broader in covering federal candidates in all 50 states, but only went down ballot to the statewide and state legislative level. And even then, only in about a you know half a dozen to a dozen states. And we kept refining the process and building partnerships and relationships and, and, and really improving it to the point that it you know went from evaluating 4,000 candidates in about 2010 to in 2022, we evaluated over 13,000 candidates in 35 states. Fantastic. Uh, That's and great. We, yeah, well, and we'd always been a partner of AFA because you asked about our relationship with them. So when we went nationwide, we started working with the American Family Association just as a partner. We were their voter guide, and they kind of saw as we were growing and developing and, um, you know, just expanding. And it was uh, Walker Wildman who actually came to our founder and said, you know, I voter guide, you can't buy their evaluation. They really seek <laughs> to provide truth. And would they come under? The, would they be interested in coming under the AFA umbrella? So we did that just in time for the 2022 election cycle, um, and it has been a real blessing to, to to just link arms more closely with them and and get it out into more hands, the hands of more voters. Debbie Wooth now is the president of I Voter Guide and vice president of American Family Association Action and a member of the board as well. So they put out this voter guide that you're going to need. Now, Debbie, I'm going to ask you about churches because pastors run from politics like it's an actual plague itself. And you have a voter guide that pastors may want to take a look at, right? Well, they can take a look at it. They are allowed to tell people you can vote. They're, you know, even as an individual, they can they can make an endorsement list. But as a church, they can certainly tell people that, you know, we need to be salt and light. And part of salt, being salt and light is to have an influence in who represents us in government, because government certainly will impact what we're allowed to do or, you know, tax money or can churches meet in, in, in a crisis. So it's important that we make our voices heard and you don't have to tell them who to vote for. I Voter Guide is there just to equip their congregation members to identify candidates who will support biblical values. You would want people to rep, you know, represent you, what is important to you when they're voting on legislation. So iVoterGuide is there just to do the research in advance, and a, a church can tell their, their congregation that you need to vote, you need to vote wisely, and here's a tool that will help you to do so. They don't tell you who to vote for, but they make it easy for you to find for yourself the candidate most worthy of your vote. So, yes, so I'll, give you, I'll give you a sense of the iVoterGuide uh, scorecard. So if you go to iVoterGuide.com backslash presidential, you can see the presidential primary and caucus uh, vote guide there. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden. They, so they have this like little uh, 
indicator. We call like it, imagine we call, it gas, we call it a gas gauge. Right, gas gauge. Right, it's like out of a car. So imagine empty and full. Well, uh, Joe Biden is way below empty, and so he's even gone below the horizon, and he's labeled far left. I mean, far left. Nikki Haley, Republican candidate for president, is <laughs> leans conservative. You guys are pretty honest about her there. Uh, Donald Trump, conservative, and then you have everyone, including Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Vivek. Were, were your ballot guides passed out in Iowa? Uh, we provided it online in Iowa. Yes, we did, and in New Hampshire because it's available in all 50 states. We don't always just pass them out. Uh, the, the website is up there, and people are we're e- emailing people and telling them to go to the website. Did you hear from folks in Iowa? I mean, did, did you get calls or emails from voters in Iowa, pastors in Iowa? Uh, we did get some, yes, yes. And, and, I, I have a team that answers those, so I don't know exactly all that they said. But yeah, I was wondering just kind of what the feeling was like on the ground there. Obviously, it went for Trump. Ninety-eight of ninety-nine counties go for Trump. He just won New Hampshire this week as well. And uh, I, I mean, you you do talk with grassroots conservatives, Christians yeah. on the ground, and it, and it seems like uh, Trump's kind of wrap this up and is going to be moving forward. We'll see what happens with Nikki Haley. Ron DeSantis is out at this point. I worked for Rick Santorum when he ran in 2012, and Iowa was this kind of great victory, but it was delayed because they, they were, we weren't really quite sure if Rick had actually won it. And so unfortunately, I was able to kind of capture a big victory that day, but then went on and, and won some states like Colorado. He ended up winning 11 states. But a lot of people don't know this. The biggest single voting block within the Republican Party are evangelical Christians. Yep. And, and that's, yep. that's why uh, in 2016, Donald Trump needed Mike Pence because they needed that kind of support with evangelical Christians. And it seems like your voter guide goes directly for educating evangelical Christians. Well, we are a Christian ministry. The reason we do what we do is uh, we point to a quote by Bill Federer that said the most important thing is to lead people to Christ. The second most important thing is to preserve the freedom to do the most important thing. Hmm. And so that's our purpose, to preserve that freedom by electing people who will fight for protecting that freedom. And we've seen it under attack recently. So Christians really need to be uh, to understand the power they have. We are a huge voting block, but we don't always vote wisely. And sometimes we stay home because we get disgusted but uh, or discouraged, really. And so we're there to, to empower them, to motivate Christian voters that the the power is in your hands. We, the people, have the power, and the Christian voting bloc is a huge part of it. So we're there to give you the, the tools to give you that confidence that you're identifying those people who will uh, take action to represent your values. And so that's what really went into a lot of that presidential voter guide is looking at what they've done, not just what they say, because, you know, actions speak louder than words. That's right. So that's what our team does is dig for those, the past evidence of action. Debbie Wooth now is the president of iVoter Guide, and we're going to continue this conversation. I'm going to ask her how we encourage the church to be more engaged in this, because if you're like me and you've tried to talk to your pastor about politics, they go, oh, it's so scary. We don't want to do this. We could turn somebody off from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't bring this up. Those types of responses. So what do you do? How do you encourage your fellow church attendees to make an informed decision 
this upcoming election cycle because friends it's getting more and more important i'll explain all this and more when we return you're listening to the frontier freedom hour sponsored by the centennial institute at colorado christian university <laughs> 